Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, oh I'm a hustler, my. baby. Hey, Brady, your uh, your older Set brother backs. over here has got a problem. <laughs> he's he's on it. he's on one today. He man. is man. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he is. Hey, it's all part of the game. Can't stand up right now. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Okay, he can. It just, uh, he's knocking stuff over. Uh, All right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Street Cone Thursdays here on FSR. We're going to take you all the way up through the end of the hour. 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, And we have uh, got all sorts of uh, interesting conversation going on. Uh, Most notably. Programming, you know. Yeah, so Urban Meyer was uh, five. Fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The uh, story came out. Josh Lambeau, uh, the disgruntled kicker, uh, who talked about uh, Urban Meyer kicking him in a pregame stretch warm-up before a preseason game. Uh, he was so distraught by it, he stayed on the team for two months, uh, missed a bunch of kicks, and got clipped. Uh, but he decided to come out a couple of months later and now uh, do this uh, conversation about Urban Meyer and the abuse and blah, blah, blah. Well, that led to Urban Meyer's firing late last night. And, uh, you know, people have been... Uh, you know, uh, uh, pounding the table, celebrating. I mean, it, it, people have been celebrating nonstop about Urban Meyer's firing, which I think is disheartening right before the holidays. But um, now the conversation goes from what happens now? And there's two parties involved. Does he come back to big new? Well, the, the future for the Jaguars and the future for Urban Meyer. Uh, here's what I know about both. Jacksonville's going to lose more games because they're a bad team and a bad organization. And Urban Meyer is still going to be considered one of the great college coaches in the history of the game. And if a team wanted to hire and was looking for a head coach right now, he'd get a job today. Th- that th- Both of those are facts. And, and I think that's where this conversation goes when it comes to the future of both parties. I, I, I don't know that that is a fact. I, I think this needs some time. And... The reason being is, you know, because of the allegation in today's climate, and you know, it's just it's hard. I think initially when he left Ohio State, there were teams who were inquired then, but there is the controversy surrounding Zach Smith that prevented schools or universities from feeling comfortable hiring him then. Now that changed as there was more of a need and as time went on. But the truth of the matter is there, this might need time to sort itself out or to distance itself out if he's going to go back. I think the more interesting thing is when you have been as successful as Urban Meyer has been at the college level, you have a legacy. You are regarded as one of the best to ever do it. He won national championships in the SEC and the Big Ten, which are viewed as the, the top two conferences in college football. And he was able to do it in the BCS era as well as the playoff era. That's significant. So now you start talking about legacy. And the reality to the legacy that he will leave behind, and I think you know, you, you point to Nick Saban, someone who obviously lasted longer in the NFL than Urban Meyer but wasn't as successful, but was successful enough in college 
to then have the chance to go to the NFL. When it didn't work out, he came back. And when he came back, now what he's done is literally put himself at the top of college football. I mean, he is the greatest coach we've ever seen in college football. And so that legacy is still intact, and it's not tarnished by the fact that it didn't work out with the Dolphins, right? And you could look at other coaches who may have a legacy or have, have you know, a, a tenure at different places, had success. You know, when it didn't work out, they went back to college football. I, I think and I wonder if he will go back to take a job in college football to be able to keep that legacy intact only because if this is the last, you know, job that he had, it's kind of that stain. Now, eventually people will forget about it, right? Like you look at some of the all-time great players. People remember Joe Montana as a 49er. They don't really remember him as a chief. At least that's how I remember him. Yeah. Or Jerry Rice as a, as a 49er. Not so much the other stops he had along the way. So I think that's going to be one of the interesting things. But I do think it'll take time because of the climate that we're in right now. And when you have an allegation of a player being you know, kicked or whatever was said to him, all that – and the organizational dysfunction that the media continually continually throws out there, those are going to be things that need to calm down over time in order for, in my opinion, a university to feel comfortable with hiring him. I think you also have to take into consideration that looking at Jerry Rice or Joe Montana on different teams was at the same level. You know, I think one thing you got to consider is for someone like Urban Meyer who has won and has always found a way to create a winning culture and, and, and just be able to overachieve with the places that he's been able to win, this is a different level. And the one thing that was everyone was curious about was as dominant a head coach as he was at the college level, could that translate to the pro level? And I think that that's what people really wanted to know – is if Urban Meyer's way would translate. And so now I think the question that Urban has to ask himself or may have been already asking himself is the way that I am dynamic-wise in my personality, the way I approach things, um, does this work? Does this work? Should I give this another go at the pro level? Like I think going back, like what Nick Saban did, I think going back to college – if if he went back to college and won again, I, I don't know that people would be surprised that he went back and won. I don't think that Urban Meyer would be surprised if he went back to college and won. So then now that time that you're speaking of, Brady, I think comes down to do I want to be great at something else other than a college coach? Does that greatness resonate? Can I find that? Can I achieve that at the pro level? Now, the consequences of this this firing says to me it may be not even a, an opportunity. It might not even right. be an option for him to yeah. be able to do it at the pro level. So then now that becomes an element of it. And, and so to me, if I'm Urban Meyer, I've shown y'all how great I am. And if I walk away today from what I walked away from – if your only way of saying that I couldn't coach in the pros was a video of me sitting in, in a restaurant with uh, a compromising situation taking place in terms of interpretation and our our season thus far and, oh, by the way, my first season, then I'm okay with living with that. I can – I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm just saying I would be okay with handling – 
myself in knowing that I'm with a I was with an organization that was going to need at least several years to be able to get to a competitive uh, level of of play, and I got one. So it almost goes to the point of the discussion now becomes again. I asked Albert Breer, is this firing more of an indictment on Urban Meyer? Or is it more of an indictment on that organization? Because we never really hold organizations accountable. I, I haven't seen it very often. The fan base has to stay loyal to what it is that they, they call their soil. But in reality, if a team has stank and has been trash, it's very difficult to to actually comprehend that that a coach would be so bad with that trash team that they only deserved not even a whole season, not even a first full season as the head coach. We have to get rid of you now. You know what's messed up, too, about the timing of it? They're favored this week versus the Texans. Like yeah. They had to do it now because they were at risk of winning another game, maybe one more, and then like building some momentum in the second half of the season that it, like they weren't going to do it. They weren't willing to do it. So that's the interesting thing, too, is the timing of all of it before you play. It's not the allegation of Josh Lambeau. I mean, the timing of this is if they were to win this week, kind of find it hard to believe they were going to move on from him after after winning another game. And by the way, you know how this is going to get spun. If they win this week, and they probably will because they're at home against Houston. It, oh, was, God, it see, was all it was all It was Urban, Urban Meyer. He was he the was problem. Uh, and then if they beat the Jets afterwards, it's going to be, all, man, I'm telling you, two We're in a, a row since he's gone. And then they're going to get absolutely sideswiped by New England and Indianapolis. And then the reality sets in, oh, we're bad. Like, this is a bad organization. No, they're, they're a bad, bad team. They're bad anyway. I don't. There doesn't need to be any justification. They're bad. They're bad. Now, I will say this. If they do beat a legitimate team, if they do beat the Patriots it or something. Well, they beat, here's all it says. They beat the Bills. They beat the Bills they earlier did beat this the season. Bills. Who they was the did. coach of they that did. team? Yeah, it was Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they did beat so, the Bills. So I'm just saying, if, if they win this week, to what you said, Jonas, that's exactly how the media is going to spin it. Of course they are. Of course they are. Such BS, doesn't justify man. Doesn't justify anything, though. And that's the thing about it. And listen, whether for right or for wrong, what Urban Meyer represented as the coach of Jacksonville, you can also take a deep look at at what maybe the opportunities that that exist for for your quarterback, and and you have to take a good long hard look at he hasn't played up up to standard yet either. So you got a rookie quarterback, you got a rookie coach, and if you're drawing this definitive conclusion on the coach. What does that mean for the conclusions that you're drawing for your quarterback? And and so to me, if you're willing to give up on your coach so easily and you're basing it off of trust, like I, I don't know about you, but if our, our the guys that are the bosses here, if one got caught up into let's just go and say they, they had a transgression outside of their marriage, I just don't know that I would find myself saying – you know what? I don't think I can crack this microphone the way that I need to with you guys because I just don't trust our leader. I don't trust the leadership of of our guy because you know what? He found himself dealing with another person. It's not my. It's not our business. Like, it's, that's it, it's, that's it's not weird. grown. That's not grown man business. That's not grown man ish. It, it, it's exactly. And let's be truthful about this. Urban Meyer already 
one year in was more successful than Jimmy Johnson was as a head coach. Jimmy Johnson went one in fifteen. He's a Hall of Famer. So, so if Jimmy Johnson had these transgressions off the field, like like would would we be talking about the same thing? And by the way, Jimmy Johnson pissed off a lot of veteran players when he came in because he started doing things different that guys oh, yeah. didn't want any part of. That the, yeah. all of that is documented. You just can't fact. get away with that stuff it's, anymore. You can't do it's, it. It's it's why I don't. I look at what what did Urban Meyer really do wrong? I mean, seriously, is any of it a fireball offense? But well, again, that's the thing. Yeah, like, go, go back to the Chris Doyle hiring. I mean, well-regarded, did have some baggage, some stuff in the background, and the guy resigned after 36, 48 hours. So it, people tried to make a big deal about that, and it's like, well, it, it wasn't like the guy stayed on and, and stayed as the strength coach, and they were stubborn about it. The guy decided to resign on his own. And then you bring, and then Tim Tebow somehow is part of it. What? Because he let a guy who he knows and he feels like you know might be able to make the transition or change at the position, and he gives him a shot. Like like you're gonna hold that against him? The Giants I mean, look, brought in Kelvin Benjamin to play tight end. They gave him a yeah. chance at because Gettleman knew him from Carolina. It's the same there you thing. Go. I mean, and, and and by the way, as soon as it became apparent to everyone out there that hey, this wasn't gonna work, they didn't even give him time to be on the practice squad. They just said, no, we're gonna move on. Keep working on your skills. Maybe you can come back at, at some other point. All right. Then you have the off-the-field issue at the bar and all that, which, again, as I said, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. A lot of coaches, players, people who are within the NFL have done far worse. Oh, God. They were just not, obviously, after a loss where you don't fly back with the team and all that. Like, the media, this is a hit job. They never wanted to give him a chance in the first place. And we heard Albert Breer talk about it earlier. It doesn't matter what college coach it is. I'm having a conversation right now with someone in the media. And they don't want to admit the fact that just because it's a different level, they don't want to believe a college coach can do it. They don't. Look what people were saying about Cliff Kingsbury. When he first got the job, why should he get this job? What, what does he know? Yeah. How's that looking now? Like Matt Rule, for example, they were 5-11 last year. Okay, They're currently 5-8. They don't have a quarterback. They'll have to figure that out in the offseason. They're still building their roster. If they end up with six wins, seven wins, whatever the case ends up being, they took a step forward. It's hard to win in the NFL, and I know it doesn't feel like you know an extra win or two extra wins is a big deal. It is. It is because it's so hard just to even maintain it at the NFL. And so for a guy that, that just took over, at the NFL level, too, like, he's still trying to build and figure it out. But it's just – it's crazy to me how no one at the NFL level can realize that as hard of a job as it is, these guys from college can still figure it out. You just got to give them a chance, but no one's willing to do that. And hey, by hey, the way – Hey, hey Jones, so Shaq Khan said he needed to earn – Urban needed to earn our trust back, and unfortunately, he didn't. That's that's That was the quote, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Shad Khan, you own that team. Should the fans fire you because you haven't used the last how many years yeah. to earn the fans' trust back? Should they turn in their jersey? Should they turn in their season but, but tickets? But don't worry. Should... He'll take two home games away from him and go play games in London. Yeah, don't worry I'm, about it. I, I'm We're just good. trying. I just would like to understand because if you're saying to me that the the transgressions of or, or the focal points of what – lost the trust with Urban Meyer within one season uh, don't apply to you? Do they not apply to you? Do they not apply to you? Because to me, in a serious moment of a person's livelihood, he's come up short in terms of producing for certain. 
But do you look at him and you say to yourself, wow, this man need it. This man lost our trust, whatever you're going to base that off of. And one in less than one season, he's lost your trust. And you put a quote out there as a losing owner that you unfortunately did not earn our trust back. So we're letting you go. So do you hold yourself to that same standard? And, and by the way, it, look, the idea that of all – like Jacksonville in the state of Florida, all right, nice weather year-round. Tampa's getting Super Bowls. Miami's getting Super Bowls. New York got a Super Bowl more recently. The fact that this organization not only can't get a Super Bowl to go back there, but they're playing games in London. Uh, they've been rumored to be moving permanently to London for as long as they are. And we're going to pretend like now that Urban Meyer is gone, whew, God, everything's going to be a smooth run operation here. It, it just, the whole thing, it just screams huh. of people do with you, agendas. Do you trust that? Do you trust it's that just, Shaq Khan is going to make the proper decisions to take that organization in the right directions it's just do they have a better winning percentage in london than they do in jacksonville i'll be curious i mean they might as well just move just get it over with (laughs) probably the the nfl came out with this like international partnership or like um yeah and if this nfl international partnerships i think they've got what 18 teams now like signed up Hmm. y'all go ahead and go five years hey y'all go ahead and go not that they're gonna go but they're gonna start partnering like the la rams and australia would do some stuff or miami and brazil or seattle minnesota and canada like they really are trying to expand the game globally in the offseason with some of the marketing and different things they're doing and eventually they're gonna start seeing them play games over there well we get jacksonville permission you guys can go say you might as well go y'all can i mean y'all can go stay (laughs) <laughs> like what art Modell did in baltimore like y'all pack up in the middle of the night take all your stuff yeah. to, to the to the airport and fly out in the middle of the night in a, on a bellflower uh uh airplane jet yeah. plane and 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 go to go to london go over the pond and, le- and stay leave the, leave, the, uh, yeah. leave the swimming pools at the top deck though uh we need those uh for other purposes oh, uh, okay. all right it is uh two pros right. and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio brought to you by discover if you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply up next there is rumblings of a future hall of famer making his return to the nfl we'll get into all that for you next year on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to have a later on this hour the news with Brady Quinn. Uh, still, uh, we are finalizing uh, details on that, uh, potentially a name for that. Uh, do we like the uh, the BQ news, the uh, 2PCOJ news, uh, the Quinn line news? I mean, what are we thinking of here? Like, let's, I, I, I don't know. think we need to put my name on it. I think we can just do a segment where we talk about some uh, some news events. I'll be honest with you. I think we're only going to have time for one today, given our conversations. But, um, you know, <laughs> this story is going to uh, take up a lot of time, I think. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah. uh, let's go live to our I have a submission uh, for the name of the segment. Roberta, what was the one you just mentioned there? 
Irish news. Yeah, Irish news. <laughs> That's good. Hit the button. Yeah, that is. Yeah, please do. Hit the button. Uh, that is just. Uh, yeah, Thank I, you. I, I agree, and I apologize, Brady, on behalf of Roberto for making that. I don't care, man. but in all reality, I, I don't need it to be any part of my <laughs> name on it. Not that type of guy. Um, I know it's just a little different. Like the Jonas Knox show. You mean? Well, yeah, well, yeah it's, that's mean, not really my style. All right, so uh, so we you know we could do uh, you know Brady's bits. Uh, like he, you know, we definitely want to make sure his name uh, is attached to it here. You know, we got to make sure that is done. Uh, no, you be right. powering through, don't you, Hard just, Knocks? Uh, what do you mean? Boy, you be powering through. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just saying. Got to make sure uh, his name's involved, you know, heavily. It's a you know. hard knocks life you know, for us. To, uh, try not to piss anybody off It's a off hard here. knocks life uh, All right. Uh, by the way, us. we are brought to you by NHTSA. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. All right. So uh, some bad news. Uh, on the injury front for a team looking to make a run at a Super Bowl, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, uh, the news came out over the last 24, 36 hours that DeAndre Hopkins, their star wide receiver, uh, suffered a knee injury. Um, now he, uh, upon receiving a second opinion, uh, got some bad news. He's going to have surgery and he is going to miss the rest of the regular season. Uh, they're hopeful that if they make a deep enough playoff run that he can return, but no DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals which potentially opens the door for maybe a uh, Larry Fitzgerald uh, reuniting with the Arizona Cardinals there. I mean, he hasn't oh, officially wow. retired. Nuts Fitzgerald. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't officially <laughs> retired. They are, they are already know. at Truck Nuts Fitzgerald. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt good Truck in the moment. Truck Nuts Fitzgerald. <laughs> Truck Nuts Fitzgerald. Uh, <laughs> it does have a ring to it. Um, <laughs> I have no idea, Brady. Listen, oh, man, my gosh. But, it, you know, there there's some people that have thrown that out there. Like, hey, uh, you know, what about maybe he, he didn't officially retire. He, he didn't close the door on coming back. But when they signed A.J. Green, the thought was that, you know, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, is out and he's just sort of going to figure out his future. But I, he could still play. Right. I mean, he could, he could still be of some service to that team. And I don't think he has any interest of going anywhere else. Otherwise, you know, he probably would have gotten a call from somebody. I think this makes a lot of sense, Brady, that Larry Fitz could be back for the Cardinals. It does make a lot of sense. It's something I really didn't think about only because. Uh, I mean, I guess how many weeks are left now? Was it four games four or whatever games. else? Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how fast they think he'll be able to come back. They said he's going to be out the rest of the regular season, the postseason, maybe he could come back for. So I don't know how you could designate him potentially on IR and bring him back. I think he'd have to be on there too long. I'm not, I don't have to go look into that. But yeah, you have to use up a potential roster spot. And I'll be curious to see, you know, if, if they want to go go that route. But it, look, it makes a lot of sense in the world. It really does. At the end of the day, uh, I, I was more thinking to myself, like this really highlights an opportunity for AJ Green to step up uh, and maybe changes some things there, you know, because they've got a lot of depth at wide receiver. Rondell Moore is effective. Christian Kirk showcased himself too this year. The addition of Ertz at tight end, I think that yeah. plays into it. So they've got a lot of weapons. You know, they could they could overcome this even without the addition of. Fitzgerald, but it does make a lot of sense. Mm. I mean, I think for nostalgia's sake, for leadership sake, you're not going to go backwards having someone like Larry Fitzgerald on your team because he's just there's too much value to him. And, and there's not very many people that you'd be able to say that about. I mean, 
the first thing that you would say if it wasn't someone of his ilk would be, is he still in shape? Is he would he be even prepared enough to come in and contribute in any type of way that would be able to benefit this team? But with Larry Fitzgerald, even if he came in as a player coach, and you know, Brady mentioned the other guys that are on the roster. I mean, you're talking about a guy, if you use that roster spot on him, he understands the scheme. He understands, you know, what Kyler Murray's bringing to the table. He's a super, super, super intelligent, cerebral dude. So he's going to bring a value if you were to make a move roster-wise to bring him back. And who knows, maybe that's that energy that you need because they have been a team that has been slowly declining. Yes. Just so we're clear on that. Every year, the they're past not, three years. Yeah, they're not they're not ascending right now. They they are not a team that you're looking at and you're saying, wow, they they are surging, they're getting better. This is a team that is slowly, you know, slowing down and, and you see the cars on the track catching up to them. So to me, that I mean, it could possibly be more for the energy of it, more for the the belief of it. Like, man, we brought Fitz back, you know, the leadership of that, the the energy of that, you know he's gonna hold guys to a certain level of accountability. That could be the deciding factor in other ways that aren't necessarily going to equate in what his performance on the field would be. They're the team I'm I'm most fascinated to see how they play down the stretch. Because look, this could be just pure coincidence. But a couple years ago, they finished the season two and five. Um, last year, uh, two and seven or two two and five last season, two and seven the year before. So this is repetitive that we've seen them. And last year they had the final wild card spot and they lost those last two games to backup quarterbacks. I just wonder what is it about is it just coincidence? Is it just, well, circumstances, Kyler wasn't healthy? Well, he didn't look all that healthy the other night. He looked a little banged up, especially towards the end of that game. And now you've got an injury at wide receiver. I, I just wonder, Brady, if there's a common theme here that we've seen over the past couple of years with this team. Um, Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, it's, I don't want to go down that route. I just think it'll be interesting to see what happens without Hopkins, how they adjust, if they can overcome this. They overcame it earlier without Hopkins and Murray. And so I, I kind of I wonder if they want to make an addition or they like where they're at, they want to move forward and see if they, how they can just adjust. The biggest thing is just figuring out offensively, especially up front of the offensive line, you're going to have to play the Rams probably again in the playoffs, I'd imagine. I mean, I would say right now you got three teams in the Packers, Bucks, and Rams – who at least after this past week, you'd say we're all playing really good football. I guess the Rams past couple of weeks. I'm not really giving much credit for the Jets win, but a win's a win. And, and so you've got those three teams that are at the top of the NFC, even though your record would say otherwise. So that's the biggest concern I have. It's not so much even Hopkins being out, even though it's a factor. And we can talk about Fitzgerald all we want. You got beat up physically this past week. And that's something that you can't allow to continue to happen again. Otherwise, there's going to be blood in the water. Uh, by the way, um, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this uh, coming off the Monday night game, but how the hell has Arizona turned James Conner into the player that he is right now, but it didn't work out in Pittsburgh? Is that an indictment of what's going on in Pittsburgh? Because there's been – Big Ben has questioned the play calling and the offense from time to time. It just didn't work there. James Conner looks like a completely different player I won't lie. I thought it when I was watching it. Like I, I know you got Najee Harris, and that's a that I think that's a tremendous addition 
So I don't feel as though you have to look at it from the perspective of, okay, why why didn't you make it work with James Conner? I, I feel like they took who they felt was the best player for what they were looking for at that time in the draft, and just so happens it, it's a it's a star running back. But I was watching how he was handling things. But but I will also say the game was on the line, and he got stopped. I mean, it was a it was yeah. a fourth down and short. And I'm not trying to judge him based off of one play. He did have a, a tremendous game, but. I did think it like why didn't they make it work out with James Conner? I mean, he's a pit guy. He went to pit he went to Pittsburgh Steelers. Why doesn't it work out with James Conner? You know, I don't know. And he was, I would say the more their O-line. I mean, if you really want to point to something, their O-line started to deteriorate during his time there. I don't care what running back was back there, whether Ben was healthy or not. I mean, who was back there at quarterback, you were going to have a hard time. That offensive line started to fall by the wayside. They made investments into it this past offseason. And, and and so they're younger, trying to build back up again. But that, to me, was one of the biggest issues. You know, and I think you also look at Kingsbury and how they're using him, in particular in the passing game. Like you, you see how impactful he can be too out of the backfield, uh, in different personnel groupings where you can space out the field a little bit better. I think you see his effectiveness. It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. I know uh, why it's called two pros. Why? Because we only have two pros doing the show yeah, right now. Yeah, myself and Eddie. No. No. What do you mean? You are not a professional. What are you talking about? You are not. You you need to work on it, and then we'll change the show to three pros. Everything I do is professional. (laughs) What are you saying? It's two pros, one cup right now? Is that what you're saying? Uh, It's not even one cup. It's just two pros, man, and and Jonas is here. You know what I mean? Sorry, you have a competition for TB1. I I just think the things that you do are so oddly, (laughs) inappropriately weird. Right, yeah. I just really want to out you and say that, you know, yeah. you never need to touch my hamstring ever yeah. again LeVar in your kicked, natural hey, life. I, what? I was stretching for the show and LeVar kicked Don't the back ever. of my leg. Jonas, do not hey. try to switch this around hey. on me. Do not ever in your life touch my hamstring. Uh, by the way. Right, hey, Pac-Man. Yeah, what about me? <laughs> I'm a homegirl, Danny. By the way, uh, you know my favorite part of the Josh Lambo. That's the, the uh, soundbite my hamstring makes. The, the, the favorite know. part of, my, of the Josh Lambo quote was when they, Rick Stroud uh, put this in the Tampa Bay Times when they asked Lambo, like, well, he was talking about how hard Urban Meyer kicked him. He goes, well, you know, I mean, it definitely wasn't the uh, the hardest the he hardest. could ever kick me. But five out of ten. On a scale of one to ten, it was a five. Yeah. What? what like, what did you do? Calculate that with you, your TI-83? You know, you know what I've hated geek? about that? Is anytime you go to a doctor Nerd. or you're in an office, t- tell me a scale of 1 to 10. I'm like, it you know hurts. what? My pain tolerance is probably a lot higher than other people. Yeah. Right. So if, I'm just saying, so if I tell you something's a 5 and they tell you it's a 5, it's probably a lot different. Yeah. All right? it's, probably, it's probably like a, a 1 or a negative 2 for me. I'm just saying, everyone's pain tolerance is different. That's the dumbest thing whenever you go into a doctor's office. I know they have to have some sort of baseline test. I've always hated that. It's like, well, how are you feeling today? It's like, first off, I don't want to admit that I'm not feeling good. All right? It's like a mental thing. <laughs> I play this game in my head. Clearly, I'm not feeling good or I wouldn't be at the doctor's office. All right? Yeah. So how am I feeling on a scale of 1 to 10? I don't know. But I'll tell you this much. I'm not, I'm not feeling good. That's why I'm here in the first place. Let me tell you right? something. I'll say this. This has been decided. This show's got the highest pain tolerance of any show on Sports Talk Radio. How about that? Lambo. How about that, S.A.? Lambo did every – Serial every team a favor in the National Football League. If a 57-year-old man can kick you in the back of your leg, <laughs> that's a 
and you're a professional athlete, then you know what what happens on a muff kick? What happens, you know, on any of those things? Yeah. Um, and and you happen to get hit. You know, I, I just, you know, you've done everybody a favor, sir. Yeah. Nobody is going to put you on the, the muffed punt, a muffed kick. Uh, <laughs> you know, the muffed kick <laughs> yeah, uh, you, list. Man. Yeah. Really All right. There. Okay. You've done everybody. You've done the uh, the yes. Lord's will, you know. We know we're not it's calling out. if we need a kicker. We know who we're not calling. We're not calling yeah, you. It's not happening. And it's not because you're getting uh, blacklisted because you outed Urban Meyer. It's because you actually complained about in a pregame. Like, do you know how? Do you know how hard I used to slap the asses of my teammates in pregame? Yeah. Like, do you, I used like, to headbutt dudes. Hey, I mean, are you serious right. right now? Hey, look up, look up. Hey, while you're at it, look up uh, Brett Favre in in his pregame stuff. Look, look up a guy by the name of John Henderson. All right, you'll enjoy this. Go look up John Henderson preparing for a game. You'll love it. John Henderson used to have the the trainer Smack of the team him. Yeah. slap him to blood. Slap him to blood before he walked out to the field. Five of ten, though. So, like, so what I'm saying is, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're a Neanderthal. I'm just saying some guys move and they live by a different code. And in football, that code is prominent and prevalent. And for a dude to say in pregame, I couldn't believe that he kicked me in the back of my hamstring and my leg, the one that was injured, and said, make some damn kicks today, like, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, hey, listen. Uh, new new book should come out. Uh, surviving Meyer, uh, according to, uh, <laughs> oh, to wow. uh, Josh Lamb. Hey, Fred, Fred Smoot said it yes. best. Sensitive thugs need hugs, man. <laughs> <laughs> all, all Urban had to do was give that man a hug, and and they might have been all right. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio coming up next. Uh, it is a uh, it is a segment we do here on yes. the show. It's the news yes. featuring, starring, and all about yes. one Brady oh, Quinn. Wow. I saw what you did uh, there, per Brady Quinn. Oh, so if wow. you love yourself some. Brady Quinn. Oh, Brady wow. Quinn has got the news for you next here on <laughs> the show with myself and LeVar Arrington and that guy Brady Quinn here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, podcast or wherever you get your podcast two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr coming up in just a couple of moments from now we are going to have a segment featuring and starring one brady quinn here uh, on fsr do want to let you know we are brought to you by nitsa it can happen easily a few drinks become a few too many it's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home now nah, what's the worst that could happen you get pulled over you lose your license you total your car you kill someone drive sober or get pulled over paid for by nitsa right now it's time for a little something we've been doing here on the show in which we play the yeah. appropriate music yes. for Brady O'Quinn yes. with the news here on a Thirsty yes. Thursday. Come on, oh brother. I've got some news to, uh, well, on a Thirsty Thursday, maybe. I'm not sure if this is going to make you spit out Uh-oh. coffee or not want coffee, but here we go. Uh, Stephanie Motto 
who's 31 years old. If, if you haven't heard of that name before, maybe you should have. Uh, she first became famous for being on a reality TV show called 90 Day Fiance. After that show, she started her own YouTube channel. She wrote some books. She even founded her own X-rated um, site or subscription yeah. site called oh, wow. Unfiltered. Mm. So in a recent video with nearly 20,000 views, Miss Matzo explains that she made $50,000, almost $50,000 in one week selling her farts into a jar. Yes, what? she was farting into jars and then selling them. I love the innovation. And all of a sudden, her inbox became what? flooded what? with people daily wanting to purchase these jars. Yeah. Now, the only hang-up here, huh? thank you, Roberto, huh? is the fact that she doesn't film herself actually flatulating into the jars. Well, so now that's are, a deal-breaker. There are some people out there who are a little questioning whether or not there are legit fart articles I mean, in this jar. She's got a fart double. I, I do believe I mean, maybe. we yeah. are going to have to take it to the film and have further review on if there is legitimacy. Like, look, every every uh, autograph or, you know, photo that yeah. that's taken by it's gotta professionals, it's, it's got to be. Yeah. You know? I mean, listen, like, uh, you know, I'm not asking for to see her actually, you know, take a gif jar and uh, and go to work. But uh, I, I'm going to need some proof if I'm uh, paying Are they wet farts? This, you know? Ew. Yeah. Well, I'm sure those cost there's, more. There's even more to this, too, right? Like, one of the things that's a little <laughs> counterintuitive <sighs> is she fills the mason jars with several flower petals, <sighs> and she's claiming that the petals absorb Absorb the fart scent to make it last longer. Is she uh, is she married? I know she was on 90 I Day Fiance. I have no idea, yeah. but here, here's the other thing no. that's kind of neat. is She has recently posted a clip uh, about her diet to then explain her uh, her gassy yeah. flatulence. What is it, chili and broccoli? Uh, it's, it's, she's eating beans, uh, protein oh. muffins, some oh, yogurt, yeah. some hard-boiled eggs, and then sometimes a protein shake. So obviously all these things are ideal Stephanie, if you really want to light it up. By the way. Way to take advantage of these that people who just, harass yeah. us on Twitter because those are the types of people that buy those types of products. I mean, I'm trying to think of a way to uh, to ask this question. but Come you, on, you, ask it. You would assume. <laughs> ask it. You would assume that there would be, um, you know, some accidents, right? You know, uh, I'm just, you know. Not like, if you're a professional like, at like, it. Not, not every pizza. <laughs> Great point. Not, not every, a very uh, good point listen, by LeVar. Not every pizza you make comes out looking uh, like a 10. You know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes there's some accidents and you got to throw but, some away. But with that being you know? said, let's just say for the sake of saying there was an accident. You're going to have to charge extra, a whole extra, lot more right. extra. That's right. For, for the extra, uh, you know aroma and fragrance <laughs> that was generated in that one mason i, 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 oh, I remember this chick now i, I would just be uh, like, yeah. I, I would be a little bothered if i was trying to order a, a, a jar of farts and i got back a bottle of yoohoo you know what i mean i wonder, right. I, I wonder I how many jars could you produce in one day to be able to sell to your wanting audience and and community this is so this, disgusting this, be this begs she's not ugly question. either is this i want to go around the room is this quite possibly the best gag gift? All right, oh, for, like, the, for a Christmas party. Apps, and that's what makes it so smart. I mean, it is dumb as smartness. <laughs> it is dumb as it gets, and as smart as it gets, all at the same time. It would be one hundred percent 
the if you if you know who she is, if you're into. 90 day fiance i mean it's a great gag gift I do mean, we have any buyers on the show i mean roberto lee eddie oh, roberto, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm out oh, i'm on, a hard roberto. out oh, come on. Yeah. roberto she's a, for she's certain a home girl, Daddy. get it berto fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live 